You are Locked On Lakers. Your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, everybody, welcome to Locked On Lakers for Monday. Brian Kamenetsky, Andy Kamenetsky. I want to let you know this episode brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Download the app. Join us on Friday, noon Pacific time uh, on Spotify Green Room to get in on the action. Um, so, some interesting reports this weekend, Andy, about Jason Kidd and the uh, process that he is going through in Dallas to fill out his staff and whether or not he'll actually poach more members of Frank Vogel's staff. We talked about Friday, the idea of uh, Vogel needing to replace Jason Kidd. He might end up needing to replace uh, more than that if the Lakers don't get going on this Frank Vogel extension, which raises other questions, which we'll get to over the course of uh, maybe the show, certainly this week. Um, but Andy, we've talked a lot about how like Dallas has been all crazy. It's like it's insane in Dallas. This weekend, the Portland Trailblazers uh, did their best to say, sort of hold my locally brewed artisanal craft beer um, because, man, it got nutty up there this weekend with the uh, the impending hire, I guess, of Chauncey Billups. That's the start of it all. Yeah. Um, the, I was going to say, as it turns out, just because for a lot of people, I think myself included, and if you believe Damian Lillard, Damian Lillard himself – Chauncey Billups was involved in a sexual assault allegation in 1997 when he was with the Boston Celtics. It ended up being as a rookie. This was his right as a, as a rookie. It ended up being settled out of court. And Chauncey Billups's career has since then gone on. You know, without any type of impediment. You know, whether you're talking about winning the championship, whether you're with Detroit in 2004, whether you're talking about the different organizations that he's been part of a front office or on a coaching staff, seemingly without this resurfacing as an issue, but before getting officially hired by the Blazers, and that announcement is expected to come either today or Tuesday of this week with a press conference, um, that incident has come up again as a point of discussion. And specifically, a lot of fans on Twitter seem to be going at Damian Lillard directly about this, um, that he would be seemingly okay with a coach with that incident in his past. Now, because and the reason they think he's okay with it is because he said in June on, on the record to The Athletic that he likes Jason Kidd, who he went out on Twitter. And this is the thing that people remember was him going out on Twitter and, and, and basically uh, kind of lobbying for Jason Kidd. Kidd then turns down that job and then ends up in Dallas, as we've seen. But also the other half of that quote was Chauncey. I like Chauncey. Yes. And so he's getting a lot of flag. I there's there there are very few stars, um, certainly in this era, who have built a stronger connection to their community and to their fan base than Damian Lillard. Maybe there are other guys out there. You can make other comparisons, but it's hard to find somebody who's is stronger than that one. Maybe, maybe equal to. Yeah. I mean, he, he he's talked many, many times about wanting to be a blazer for life. Right. Even, even just if keep us, just keep me competitive, right? Just keep me competitive. Right. Even if I don't win a championship, that's not going to be the be all end all the way I evaluate what would keep me in Portland. It's about that relationship and then and that and that by the way is in the face of people like us 
people who love Damian Lillard and want to see him play in the finals, want to see him win a title, all that other stuff, because he's just that awesome, and he is, saying, hey, man, you might want to look, man, it's a great city, well-run franchise here in the playoffs every year, but you just run into the same wall every time. Maybe you should think about it. He's always said no. Now, according to Chris Haynes, because of this friction that came up this weekend, Damian Lillard beefing, going back and forth with uh, – with uh, Blazers fans on social media who are giving him flack for supporting Chauncey um, with this in his background. Um, and he, he said he said on Twitter when somebody said that this was on Damian Lillard, he said, really, I was asked what coaches I like when I said the names I quote heard and I named them. Sorry I wasn't aware of their history. I didn't read the news when I was seven or eight years old. I don't support these things, but if this is the route you want to come at me, say less. He then got a response from that same guy who said, Dame, I'm a huge fan of your game. If you weren't aware of the Billups rape case when that news broke weeks ago, that's fair. I just can't believe you weren't made of, aware of the dis- before the decision was made, to which he said, I said what I said, family. Right. That's coming from Damian Lillard. So, and this is also t- really quick, just I think it's noteworthy, sure. Brian, because Dame is as great at going back and forth with fans on Twitter, on social media, as any star in the league mm-hmm. without it ever spilling over, losing his cool, seeming like it's turning into something acrimonious. Like this is very different for Damian Lillard. Yeah, for sure. And so um, <clears throat> this is, you know, and it'll set aside for a minute some of the issues about do you believe Billups is, you know, this is even if Lillard didn't know it, which is honestly totally believable. I think most people around the NBA have either didn't know or forgotten about it because it's not talked about in the same way it was, for example, with Jason Kidd, some of these other incidents uh, that of domestic violence and among other things that Kidd has in his past. Um, if they did approach each other, he, Chauncey says, look, man, this happened my rookie season. It was consensual. Um, this is what happened. Dame, this is his friend. He says, okay, I believe you. They move on. He supports him. I set that aside for a minute. The mistake that Lillard really made here, um, or a mistake, I should say, that Lillard is making here, is one that LeBron James taught basically the entire league as this player empowerment era has really come to the fore, which is stay away from these things. Do not let your do not have your fingerprints on coaching hires. On other, it is assumed, Andy, that the Blazers are not going to hire somebody that Damian Lillard doesn't like or doesn't want or doesn't think is good. But he went on the record and said Chauncey. He went on the record and said Jason Kidd. And that puts him on the hook for all of this other stuff that is going on. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, the reason that you stay out of this publicly, even with all of the assumptions that people will make, and in most cases, rightly, is you at least want to give yourself the possibility of plausible deniability Mm -hmm. if things go sideways, even if that deniability isn't terribly believable, you still can have some type of perceived distance and then you can work the media if need be, make sure that people hear the idea that, hey, obviously this was run past me, but I was not very heavily involved in the process. I told the organization, I trust them. I've got this great relationship with them because again, I've always wanted to be a blazer for life. You know, I, I put my trust in them this was ultimately more their decision than me. Whether people believe it or not, mm-hmm. you can at least give yourself the opportunity to try to passive aggressively make that case. Well, I mean, look, the minute the minute yeah. you say anything on the record, mm-hmm. you lose it. 
And go back to when the Lakers hired Frank Vogel. I'm pretty sure LeBron made it clear. Ty Lue, on board, happy to. Monty Williams, I would have suspect on board, like, you know, second, third, fourth choice, whatever, you get to Frank Vogel. I'm still pretty sure they ran up by him and said, are you okay with Frank Vogel? And maybe, I don't know if LeBron said, yes, go get him. Like I'm pretty sure LeBron said, well, who the hell else are you going to hire? You've run out of everybody right. else. But Just you know what hire he, a damn You know coach. what he didn't say? Because Frank Vogel's the coach? He didn't say no. Nope. And if he had said no, Frank Vogel wouldn't be the coach. And by the way, rightly, because you, LeBron is more important than the coach. But he also didn't say before Frank Vogel got hired, Frank Vogel is my guy. My guy. Because again, you keep yourself with right. some and degree I would, of plausible deniability, even when everybody knows what the score and is. And I would argue, even when players can make these choices and can go out on the record and say, in the same way that James Harden can say, I want to be traded to Brooklyn, James Harden could also say, I want that guy as my head coach. He can do that. It's ultimately better if he doesn't. It's better for the player. It's better for the coach if he doesn't do that because you you undermine the ability of the coach to do his job and help you go win uh, when you do that stuff. Quite honestly, even if this does get it, the, the Blazers would be insane to move him quickly, and I don't think they will. Um, it is a weird place for him specifically to be in. Of course, you know, obviously anytime a coach gets hired, it's not just, you know, Lillard is part of, this process of, of how guys get interviewed, what gets considered, what doesn't get considered. So let's talk about that next. Locked on Lakers brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. Bars covered in 100% chocolate, soft, easy to chew, not like those other ones out there that are just a literal chore to chew. They take an entire day just to get through one bar. It's absolutely- You actually get paid by your parents like chore money if you actually chew your way through one. <laughs> not, not, if, not if you're a good parent, man. Kids got to learn. But Built Bars, however, they are healthy. They taste great. They're awesome if you're trying to lose or maintain weight while indulging in something that tastes awesome. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. They're great for keto diets. They taste incredible. You've got the original flavors that include- raspberry, coconut almonds, salted caramel, banana bread, new flavors like cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, cookies and cream. Perfect for someone like me who loves just incredibly unique, different combinations. You never get bored feeling like you're eating the same thing over and over with Built Bar. So go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, get 15% off your first order. Use the, again, the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. So, Andy, at the end of the last segment, I, I did say Damian Lillard's not going to get traded. The Blazers would be insane to trade him for you know at least a year. He's got three years left uh, guaranteed on his deal, and the fourth year is a player option for $48 million when he turns uh, 34, and I think going into 35 that year. Um, I suspect he's going to pick up that option. The Blazers do not need to trade him quickly. Of course, I did leave out the most important part, that when they do trade him, they will trade him too. The Lakers, right? Obviously, um, yeah. It I mean, really eventually they're they they're eventually they're going to feel the pressure of Twitter and Photoshop and Damian Lillard and Laker jerseys. And you know, I don't care how strong Neil O'Shea and the Jody Allen points guys are going to get on it. Grant Goldberg's going to do his right. thing. I mean, just right. the, these people all have breaking points, and eventually, there's just so many times that you can see this before you eventually just accept it as destiny. And see Contavious Caldwell Pope, Kyle Kuzma, Talon Horton Tucker in a 2027 pick, 
as perfectly reasonable compensation. Totally good compensation. They yes. might even, you know what, a pick swap and a second rounder. Yeah. You know, if Neil really digs in. Right. Um, it just depends on how broken he is after that 500th Photoshop. So right. we'll see. <laughs> Thanos, it's all inevitable. Um, so the, the process, though, is always fascinating. I mean, Jesus, on the, about 800 different ways you could go with this one. Which part of the process question do you find most interesting when it comes to Billups and the Blazers? <laughs> I mean, like you said, there's a lot of different ones. I mean, the idea that according to Adrian Wojnarowski and, and other reports, the, the Blazers did a lot of vetting on this, which is right. on top of the, the vetting that reportedly has been done with every stop Chauncey Billups has had, if not as a player, certainly post, uh, post-retirement and joining different organizations as a coach or part of a front office, stuff like that. And Neil O'Shea in particular, it would be theoretically part of those past processes because they worked together when Chauncey Billups was with the Clippers. And right. It should O'Shea. be noted that Lillard is not the only guy in this process, as you say, who is very comfortable and close to Billups. It's yes. O'Shea too. It's not just Dame. So, you know, there there is the question, and I guess the the rationale that an organization could come to, and I, and I preface this by saying, I'm not saying they should come to it. I'm saying they could potentially come to this, you know, rationalization or ultimately conclusion that this incident with Chauncey Billups from 1997, however obviously serious it is, this is a very serious accusation that ultimately was settled out of court. That this is the only thing that you can look at with Chauncey Billups with any type of blemish in his personal life certainly any type of blemish in his professional life. And that that would be the huge distinction between Chauncey Billups Mm -hmm. and say somebody like Jason Kidd, who, whether you're talking about his personal life, which has included domestic violence, uh, not even accusations, things that we know happened, or uh, a DUI, or whether you're talking about the way he has burned bridges with every organization he's been a part of, or the fact that as a head coach, he never necessarily impressed anybody that much. Jason Kidd is by any real measure. Left, by the way, left Dallas twice under yes. bad circumstances. And by the way, at some point, it's going to leave a third time. Yes, he will. How long this gig is going to last. No. When it dissolves, and it will because they all do, it's going to be ugly. He'll have yes. the, the hat trick of leaving Dallas under bad circumstances. Yes. J- Jason Kidd is really a walking red flag. He, he, is a, he is basically a red flag with a head on, on top of it instead of the little ball. And Chauncey Billups is, by all indications, not. Mm-hmm. So that could be the degree of distinction that would lead an organization to feel more comfortable with this. Again, I'm not saying they should, sure. and certainly I understand where and, and there's a difference, and the difference between something being, you know, a, a, a you know conviction and you know all that kind of stuff in a civil court. There, I mean, there are. Right. And I under and I understand where any woman in particular would say, "I don't give a shit that this was almost 25 years ago. I don't give matter. a shit. Like right. it doesn't matter to me because there are certain things like you know that argument always comes up where people say, um, and we talked a little bit about this last week in regards to kid, but people a point that's important to make is like. How, how should a person have his life destroyed? Should a person like, and all these things, it should be noted, um, or like at what point is, should they be allowed to re, 
reintroduce themselves to their life or whatever it is. First of all, Chauncey Billups hasn't been limited from doing anything. No. Um, second of all, even if that principle is true, that doesn't necessarily mean that it extends to head coach of an NBA team. Like there may be certain things that if you do that are in your past, whether they're completely fair or not, are disqualifying for certain things. And that might mean you can do all kinds of stuff in the NBA, but maybe ultimately you can't be a head coach. I mean, I think that is a reasonable distinction that people can make without quote unquote, taking away someone's livelihood. Yeah. I mean, the, the, again, these things are extremely complicated, especially when they are from not just a long time ago, but from a period of time when media was different, the way we covered these situations was much different. You know, we, when this when this news resurfaced with Chauncey Billups, I I honestly don't remember if I was aware of this and have since forgotten about it, or I don't know was either. never so it's aware. It's so hard to know the difference now. But, but the but point I, is, it was it's not discussed in the same way right, that it was discussed consistently. Right, but I was going to say the amount of time that passed between what happened with Chauncey Billups allegedly and what we know happened with Jason Kidd, and then the distance of time that happened between Jason Kidd and say Kobe with Colorado, that you know, and where we are now, there's an evolution in the way these things, and frankly, I think a very good evolution in the way that absolutely these things are now processed and. Right. It's it's hard to know what to do with all of that information. I just think it's worth noting. Well, it's a, the other thing, and the other thing that I think is interesting and worth noting too is I, I mentioned player empowerment. I think in the last segment, um, but it it's also an extension of that. Like yes. the more that players have the power to do things and the power to move franchises, demand to go here and demand to. And by the way, I support every inch of it. Um, where I think guys are running into trouble at the very least are running into it where I'm surprised at their surprise where I think there there's the learning curve is still happening is what then people hold you responsible for um to some degree I think LeBron was a little bit surprised it's one of the few times I've seen where I've been surprised at his lack of preparedness and having an answer some of these questions about China for example, mm -hmm. a year ago or whenever that was, I, time being a flat circle. But that when that controversy blew up, I was surprised that he didn't have a better answer prepared mm -hmm. or better like oh, and I think Lillard. I'm surprised that Lillard was seemed surprised and taken aback by some of the reaction that people would hold him responsible for a decision that. If you, according to the reports of Chris Haynes, and it, you know, that report certainly felt like one of his sources, if not Damian Lillard himself, were people very, very close to Damian Lillard. Um, people hold you, you know, you're on the hook for this kind of stuff. You are seen as somebody who has influence. And if, if even if you didn't tell the, the organization that, um, you know, no, no Jason Kidd, no Chauncey Billups, no guys with, with assault in their background or rape allegations in their background. No, not on my team. Even if you didn't tell them no on those guys, even if you weren't responsible for hiring them, you still, even if that's not even your job and nobody asked you, you, because of your station in this team and the position in the league as a guy who's making 35, 40, 45, $48 million in last year, your contract are powerful and can be held responsible for these kinds of things. Maybe not by everybody. And Twitter is not everybody. I would imagine the amount of, you know, 
if you took a poll in Portland, Damian Lillard is still really popular. Oh, I, I've seen I've seen plenty of right. people on Twitter saying, "What the hell are you doing, running this guy out of, out of the exactly. organization? Like this is this is not his fault." This, right. I mean, and, and he, the, he may feel he, right he now. Be wrong in one place. And one thing does not necessarily make you wrong right. about everything. A bad, point. right? But Lillard when, may. When all I'm saying is like when you go from zero, like literally yes. nobody in Portland gets on Dame because they all love him to five percent, ten percent, a vocal, very a vocal low little minority on Twitter for Dame. That probably feels like everybody's piling on. Yeah, I mean, it may feel it may feel that way to him. It may, you know, it may be a convenient way to justify starting to. Maybe force your way out, you know, in, in the way people have said before that you should, because for so right. long, there's been what's felt like that mutual loyalty. And if Dame is having any second thoughts about committing the rest of his career, you know, certainly the rest of his prime to the Blazers, this could be something that he could maybe even knowingly amplify as a way of trying to leave the organization without being seen as the perceived bad guy right. in all of this. Like, starts, hey, starts, they, turn, yeah, they turned on me before I turned my back on them. And plus, Andy, let's be honest. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. He has spent nine seasons in the NBA without being a Laker. And at this point, it just seems silly that that, that would continue. True. Um, all right, let's let's do Vogel and and uh, the staff and Jason Kidd when we come back because this is one of these sort of slow developing stories that I'm I, I I will I am very interested to see how the Lakers react now that people are talking about this story. We'll tell tell you what the story is. Next, Locked On Lakers brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online, the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online this week. Tons of sports action on the go, as always. Get all the latest news, odds, info for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, UFC, MMA. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop, mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams are neck deep in the playoffs. Head to the website, use your mobile device, sign up today, receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So uh, the good news is also that um, there will probably be very little controversy over uniform numbers when Lillard is traded to the Lakers because Kuzma almost certainly will be part of that deal. So you don't have to worry about who gets to wear zero. And uh, then uh, Lillard perhaps becomes... We are, Brian, perhaps we are forgetting about a certain Laker legend named Nick Young. Right, I was about to say, that makes Lillard the second greatest Laker to wear zero of all time. No disrespect to Andrew Godlock, or as my friend called him, Andrew Goodlock. Lillard has, I think we can say, balls for days, but I still don't think he's fearless enough to step into swaggy shoes. He'll, Does he'll he have one arm that's strictly for buckets? I'll probably go. <laughs> <laughs> I got really worried, by the way. I remember when Swaggy, he had specifically said that his right arm was not tattooed because Nick was <laughs> basically head-to-toe ink. Yeah, uh, that except that, the right arm. Right. When he showed up after an offseason with ink on that right arm, I got really nervous that like wasn't Swaggy wasn't buckets feeling, anymore. Yeah, he wasn't feeling good about the season. That was a fine. That was a, a red line that of his own making that Nick Young crossed and it cost him. Well, you know, um, 
it, so we'll it, made me, it made me concerned, Brian, that he didn't feel that these Laker teams were capable of winning a championship, getting to the finals. And today on the road to the finals, our NBA playoffs coverage brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it, just like uh, tattooing your right arm, the one for buckets. And at 2.6 carbs, 95 calories, we can all enjoy the games a little more this season. Can you name, I named three of them. Can you name the other two people who wore zero for the Lakers? No, I cannot. Orlando Woolridge. And Sumalia Samaki. I do remember him, though. I know. He was, uh, if I remember correctly, your champion, but if uh, I remember correctly, and I apologize if I'm not, but if I remember correctly, he got popped for PEDs or some type of violation like that. And it was just very funny because he was like 7'3, 160 pounds. <laughs> so it's like, you know what? He ought to be encouraged to do it. Agree. If, if I remember correctly, that happened to him. Certain Again, guys, apologies. it should be looked, they should just look past it. Yes. Um, uh, apologies if I'm wrong. So, some different reports uh, that Jason Kidd is interested. This And this part is not unusual. Jason Kidd is in assembling his staff in Dallas may take play uh, coaches from Frank Vogel's staff in LA. And so we talked on Friday about the idea of who the Lakers might look to if they needed to fill um, just the Jason Kidd role, who, where you might go for that. If Kidd takes two or three guys with him, then obviously it's really a coaching staff overhaul at this point. And one of the things that um, makes that more possible is the fact that Frank Vogel is going into the final year of his contract. He does not yet have a contract extension. So if Miles Simon, just pulling a name from, from Frank Vogel's staff, can get a guaranteed you know three years or whatever with Jason Kidd, four years with Kidd in Dallas versus not knowing yet if Frank Vogel is going to get picked up in LA. Maybe he makes that jump. So the longer the Lakers go, Andy, without getting this done, the wider the door is for members of other members of his staff to jump to a place that they perceive as being more secure. Yeah. I mean, if Frank Vogel is the guy for the Lakers moving forward, and there's no reason to believe that he isn't, there's, there's certain said that- it in the exit interviews. Yeah, I mean, there's certainly nothing that has seemed to me to to indicate that there would be either any problems with the way that he coached or any issues that he has with LeBron and AD. Just nip this thing in the bud right now, because otherwise, you know, beyond this potential issue that you could be creating with uh, l- less job security for your staff and losing some guys. Mm-hmm. You're talking about potentially undercutting his credibility as a coach. You know, LeBron's window is limited. There's no reason you can't you cannot go into this season with him as a lame duck. There's, the, there's no reason Terrible to add. Idea. There's no reason to add an element of instability or uncertainty. I mean, I will say, if you have any doubts about him, fire him this off season and take care of it quickly. Don't go into next season Agreed. with Agreed. doubts. This is what we learned uh, from you know what happened with Mike Brown getting you know right. fired five games. It's into the about, season. It's not about being fair. Like right. Mike Budenholzer is no better or different a coach now than he was before. And I think the Bucs are going to make it through the finals. I think they could win the whole thing. He still might be the guy that you just don't think is as good as the other guy over there. If he wins a title, they won't do it, but you could still let him go. And, you know, so I agree with you. If you don't think you have the right guy, go get the right guy. But there, but there's no indication that whether in terms of what we've seen or what you hear that the Lakers doubt they have the right guy. I agree with you. So just for 
all elements of stability and continuity and trying to maximize this time you have with LeBron, just look, the Lakers have gone now, I think somewhere between three to five years, only paying one coach at one time. If they put themselves in a situation where they're hiring, I mean, where they're paying two, fine, whatever. I mean, they used to they used to pay like three guys at three, once. four, five, yeah. six. I mean, it's okay because like, you know, honestly, and 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 you know, Kyle Goon of the Southern California News Group, it's the OC Register, Daily News, that that group of papers in LA does a great job covering the Lakers. Had a column, and he noted there even people, according to his reporting, who are inside the organization are kind of wondering why this hasn't gotten done yet. Like, mm-hmm. what's holding it up? And so when I said before going into the break, like I am really interested to see what the Lakers do in response to some of these stories is how quickly do they put out? No, seriously, he's not going anywhere. We are going to get an extension done. It's we're waiting because Frank's in Hawaii or they're taking a family vacation or whatever it might be. We're going to get it done at the draft. Whatever the answer is, the Lakers get no benefit whatsoever by allowing even the perception that Vogel isn't secure. Because even if you if you wait all summer and then you sign him the extension going, it's still better than the alternative, which is lame duck coach entering final year of contract. It's a terrible idea. Yeah, plus also, all I mean, it's there's... Just, it's just going to make people start questioning and wonder, well, things go back. Like, you know, they didn't even extend him until, you know, it was right before training camp. Like, why was that? Like, or what do we know? It just gets people talking and it doesn't, it's a terrible idea. Yeah. And I mean, done. by all indications, you know, not only are they happy with Frank Vogel, by all indications, he's got a very good staff. I mean, this isn't like the situation with Luke Walton, where even if they had retained him, they'd be like, dude, You've got to bring in some. You got to bring in some guys who, you know, their main qualifications don't seem to be went to University of Arizona or are awesome on your summer volleyball team. Like we 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 need better guys. It's not the case with Vogel. So so. I I I don't know. I mean, it's if I I have pitched a variety of concepts to you uh, over the course of this. We obviously we do mailbags with it. I pitched you earlier this week. uh, This evening I pitched you in uh, Infrastructure Week, uh, which you were sort of on the fence about. I felt it was timely. We could workshop it a little bit. I am now officially um, trying to think of a a segment where every day I wonder, uh, is this the day that the Lakers um, put out some sort of indication to stop talking about Frank Vogel because it's going to get taken care of? Um, One of the bigger stories that they have in the offseason, I want to remind people to sign up for the Locked on Lakers YouTube channel. Um, it's really starting to grow, and we really appreciate that. We'll put all kinds of original content up there, uh, particularly as the Lakers get into free agency and the draft. Um, Locker, no, it's not. It's Spotify Green Room, noon on Friday, noon Pacific. Uh, mailbag? Yeah, always hit us up on the mailbag on Twitter at uh, Cam Brothers or our literal email, Brothers at gmail.com. And finally, I was correct. Um, Samila Samaki was actually popped <laughs> for five uh, for an anabolic steroid. Got a five game suspension. Not a very good I, one. I was, however, incorrect though. Uh, he was much bigger than I remember. He was listed according. Yeah, Basketball Reference seven foot two thirty. Yeah. So, uh, which uh, is much, still, by the way, for seven foot, pretty skinny. No, but he was a sturdier, hardier man than I remember. I, the problem was he was, t- you know either spelling or in certain cases, uh, starting for Shaq. 
and everybody just looks small <laughs> compared to him. But, Childlike, right? But yeah. as it turns out, he he was uh, much more built than uh, than I yes. remember. But the I was elf, the Elfin Samaki. <laughs> but I but I was correct though about a random reserve who got a, a suspension almost twenty games ago. I mean twenty years ago. I don't know why I remember this stuff. Yeah.